This is a Federal News Network podcast. Washington State Democrat Adam Smith is embarking on his second term as chairman of the House Armed Services Committee. This year is different, though, because Democrats also hold the Senate. Smith says the defense budget will nevertheless be hard fought this year, but vows the committee will get it done. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni spoke with Smith about his upcoming priorities. The biggest thing I have on my mind is just a real feeling of optimism for, for a couple of different reasons. One, yeah, I mean, to have Biden as president instead of Trump makes just such an enormous difference. I mean, forget conservative, Democrat, Republican, whatever. I mean, Trump's approach to the federal government was not one of, of, of care and focus, shall we say. And now to have Biden in there really, you know, trying to make the bureaucracy work, whether it's the Pentagon or the CDC or wherever, you know, using all the tools that are at our disposal within the government, I think gives us an incredible opportunity. So, you know, after spending the last, you know, four years trying to figure out how to survive Trump's unique approach to governance, it's really great to have a president where you can sort of see the possibilities of what you can do. The other reason for optimism is that we are finally, you know, maybe rounding the corner on COVID. Um, And with the vaccine distribution coming up, I think that gives us an opportunity uh, to start to begin back, get back to more normal life. So it's definitely cause for optimism. But then we got a ton of challenges. We've got the national security challenges that have been there for quite a while, uh, certainly with Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, and transnational terrorist threats. But uh, a difficult budget. You know, we, you know, we're going to have to live with less money than some people would want. And we have to continue to work in a bipartisan way. The defense bill you know, never passes with just one party. Democrats and Republicans have to work together. Our, our committee has done that, I think, better than the other committee in Congress. But the times are challenging. So I'm optimistic about how we've turned some corners, but I'm aware of the challenges that, that, that we're facing. As far as hearings go, your subcommittee leaders are interested in some really big issues. I mean, you have Jim Langevin dealing with education and cyber, Jackie Spear with sexual assault, uh, John Garamundi doing things like the, the housing. Uh, what's left for you as the, as the whole committee? A big part of my job is empowering uh, my subcommittee chairs and taking advantage of all of the talent on the committee. And I have said that many times, uh, no, no one person on the committee is any more important than anybody else. And that's one of our great strengths is not just you know, the Democrats you mentioned, but certainly the, the Republicans on the, the ranking side. I want my subcommittees to, to, to bite off big issues and, and go to work on them. I mean, what's left for me is to make sure that I empower them to do that, uh, first of all, and the committee continues to work together, um, staff and members and function well, <laughs> which is no small task. Um, a lot of that happens behind the scenes, but it's important to make that work. And then I think the other big thing that I, I want to do is really get us focused on how effectively we spend money on defense instead of on how much money we spend on defense, because that's a real challenge right now. And you mentioned Landrin's, uh, you know, sort of newly constituted subcommittee, and this grew out of the task force that I um, created and that Seth Moulton led on the future of defense last year, basically focusing on the fact that our obsession with platforms um, misses the fact that it's really about information and your ability to maintain um, the usability of your systems and not be shut down by a cyber attack or another kind of attack. Command and control is key. You know, one of the things I've, I've taken a saying is, you know, everyone's obsessed with how many ships there are in the Navy. 
I have pointed out that the next guy who comes to me and tells me that we have to have 500 ships in the Navy, I, I'm not going to be happy to hear it. Let's put it that way. Um, because if we've got 500 ships, but we can't protect the systems that make them operate, if GPS gets shut down, if command control gets shut down, then that doesn't do us any good. So we have got to make sure that our command and control systems are robust. They're survivable. They're redundant. They're easily replaceable. Um, and that's where I think we got to shift some of the focus in terms of how we spend the money. And if we're going to spend the money there, where are we going to stop spending the money? So those are very difficult decisions that need to happen. Also, I do intend uh, to be very involved in the personnel issues because I think the the sexual harassment issue, um, the uh, riot, the problem of extremism and white supremacy within the ranks, the diversity problems, these are really starting to undermine our, our, our readiness and need to be addressed. So there's going to be plenty for all of us to work on. I know just a few minutes ago you were talking about how top line numbers may not mean as much as they did in the past, but you know it's a question that people are always interested in. What are you thinking in this next NDAA that might be the authorization uh, number for the top line, and, and what kind of resistance might you get or pushes to go in certain directions? That's going to be a challenge there. I mean, the biggest thing that I'm going to push is what I did up front, which is we need to focus a lot more on how we spend it than how much we spend. So hopefully we can get people to sort of realize that they shouldn't go, you know, make it their hill to die on, that they didn't just, you know, get an extra few million dollars. And I hope people realize that, that the sheer amount of money you spend doesn't necessarily make you safe. How much money have we spent on the F-35 to not get what we paid for? How much did we spend on the expeditionary fighting vehicle to just watch it go up in smoke? How much did we spend on the littoral combat ship? Because, oh gosh, we have to have a 355-ship Navy, which is going to be difficult. But you know what? If we come up with this ship that kind of does a whole bunch of different things, we can make a lot of them and we can add to our numbers. Now, it doesn't do any of those things particularly well, and it's not very useful, but look, we've got 35 more ships. Yay us. Okay. I want to get past that thinking and focus on capabilities and focus on getting the most out of the money we spend. Yeah, and look, I mean, money is the way of keeping score. If, you, if you're trying to argue whenever you're in front of a group of people and say, well, what are you doing? Are you, are you really dealing with this problem? Do you really care about this problem? And you're like, well, I, how, can I, how can I explain it to them? Well, look, here's how much money I'm spending. Therefore, I must be concerned about it, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that's an easier way to calculate it, but the result might not necessarily be positive. So that, I mean, that is a huge pitch that I'm going to make, um, is to not obsess about that, that top line number. Now, having said all of that, um, in the impassioned way that I just said it, I am well aware of the fact that I'm going to have people sit across from me listening to that, hearing it all going, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how much do we get? Okay. Right. Um, so we are going to have to answer that. Um, I suspect the answer to that question is going to be something close to what we got last year. Um, so I think I, I, Senator Reid and I both, you know, I think the Biden administration, I think a flat budget is where we're at. And I, I think we, I think we can make that work. I have no doubt of that whatsoever. And I, and I hope we will, we will, we'll do that. Adam Smith, chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, speaking with Federal News Network, Scott Mossione. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.